This is Pastor D.R.E. on the M.I.C. Listen, one of the main missions of Day 41 when we first started was not to just give you the word of God, but also give you tools to win. We also wanted to be able to inspire you. And we also wanted to highlight people who are doing things in the body of Christ besides preaching in the pulpit. And so on this Saturday, we're going to highlight a gentleman by the name of Nathan Gavandian. That's Nathan Gavandian. He is an author. He is an investor. He has uh, his own business. He's an entrepreneur. And so we're going to deal with his book on today. We're going to talk about his book, uh, Open Mind, Open Minded. And so with the book, he talks about how you can be prosperous, how you can be successful by doing the things that you love to do. And guess what? It is all Bible-based. I will go ahead and give you this hint from the interview. It's good that you do what God is calling you to do. But I want you to join us Saturday, this Saturday at 6 p.m. Join us for the interview. Uh, hear what he has to say. And I'm sure if you listen to what he's saying, you'll agree. It'll motivate you. And you might get some information that you really desperately needed. So join us. Saturday, 6 p.m. on Prime Cuts Spotlight. This is Pastor D.R.E. on the M.I.C. and welcome to Prime Cuts. And you know why we call this Prime Cuts. For those that don't want to hear the praise and worship, although I don't know why you wouldn't, but for those who don't want to hear the praise and worship, well, maybe don't have the time and just want to get to the meat of the thing, this show is for you. So the message that's going to come forth today is entitled, Go For It. And I'm telling you, this is our season. For everybody listening under the sound of my voice, this is your season to go for it. Whatever you've been praying for, whatever you've been wanting to do, take a, a leap of faith and go for it on today. Start today, start now, okay? And so we also got... Uh, some headline news, some things that was very disturbing in the metaverse that happened in the metaverse. And I'm going to touch on some other things as well. Uh, also, for family values today, for that part today, I want to talk for a brief moment about disciplining the child and, and what that really means. So we got a loaded show for you. I hope you're ready to hear. I hope you enjoy the show, but just stick and ride with me, okay? I will see you in a minute, all right? Man, I smell another hit. I smell another hit. That was Kirk Franklin and Maverick City. Bless me. And I, I, I'm i not just going to say it's a hit, but that's going to be another song that reaches the loss. It's going to be another song that is able to do what other artists and other pastors can't do. It's going to affect people who don't necessarily tune into the gospel station or tune into church man bless me before we go any further can i just say this shout out to kirk franklin um he has been doing it for a very long time and and the thing about him is i remember i won't say i remember when he first came out but i remember when he started making noise because he's been out for a long time with you know for those who really know his music he was with, uh, I think, the Dallas Choir or the Fort Worth Dallas Choir. 
He was with the Georgia Mass Choir for a while. But he really started making noise when he came out with uh, 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 Stump, you know, and and uh, some of these other songs, Do You Want a Revolution? I know some of the people remember that song. And so there were a lot of people who were hating on him because they saw how he started out. He started out it more in the traditional sound, the traditional sound. Uh, but then he went to a more hip hop sound and what ended up happening is his ministry increased see sometimes you can't go by the normal you can't go by the norm you you have to be able to just go for what you know sometimes you it ain't sometimes but at at every situation in your life if you're going to be what god has called you to be you're going to have to follow his lead and guess what following his lead doesn't always mean that you're going to be comfortable, that you're going to be um, accepted because there are many people, there were many people that said Kirk Franklin was trying to do hip hop. You know, he's gonna turn any minute, you know, he's a backslider, you know, and he needs to repent and, and, and all this other stuff. And the only thing he did was open the door for gospel music to be mainstream. The only thing he did was reach a young artist, a young audience that most church artists or gospel artists were not reaching. He was doing he he was doing his thing, you know. Being a trendsetter, you often walk alone in the beginning. And so I just I just thank God for Kirk Franklin and his music. You know, I grew up on it. <clears throat> uh, and if anybody know me, I'm I'm more of a traditional. Uh, um, gospel anyway you know i i like see i go to quartet you know i like the canton spirituals and and um uh the jackson southerners and and all them boys you know i know about all them boys the more you know the, Be the the beverly crawfords of the world and um you know rance allen and all that but there are there were some times that i went to uh kurt franklin can i get can i interest you in in a1 swift for those who remember the early days of gospel rap, I'm just saying, you know, we can go back, but I thank God for Kurt Franklin and his music, you know, and, and I know it was not always easy for him, but he pursued and he has definitely, definitely made an impact in this world as well as, well as on the body of Christ. Amen. And that kind of goes into what I want to talk about today. I want to put this word in your ear. So listen up. I want to put this in your ear. I'm going to be coming from Luke chapter five and I'm going to be starting at verse 17 and I'll be going all the way down to the 20, mm, the 25th verse. Yeah, the 25th verse. OK, so it says. One day Jesus was, was teaching and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles in the middle of the crowd right in front of jesus 
When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, began thinking to themselves, began thinking to themselves. Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking these things in your hearts? <clears throat> Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Verse 25, immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on and went home praising God. Hallelujah. Immediately he took what he was laying on. He took his bed of affliction. That thing that had him bound, he took it and went home praising God. And, and so what I want to talk to you a little bit about is going for it. Go for it. No matter what state you're in right now, go for it. Go for what you want from God. Dare to ask God for the thing that you desire. Dare to uh, let your footsteps be ordered by God. Dare to, you know, not look at what's going on around you, but go for it. I wonder how many people that are listening to me right now are stuck in a rut to where they're saying, I don't know if I'll ever make it. I wonder if there's anybody listening to me right now who may be saying, I have very good ideas and I feel like I could do this thing, but I'm I'm afraid to step out there or or I, I, I want so much more for myself. But but when I look around me, the, the, the season, it doesn't look like the season in my life. When when I look around me, I'm I'm on this bed of affliction when i look around i i got so much on my plate and i can't take any chances right now so I, i'm just going to stay in this predicament that i'm in because i'm fearful that i might fail and i'm fearful that i'm making the wrong decision and 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 i'm fearful that that god won't be with me but i want to tell you on today that god is saying go for it I, I want you to know this and this is something god has had to get to me because he I, I want you to know that he wants you to be blessed more than you want to be blessed let me say that again he wants you god wants you to be blessed more than you want to be blessed he wants to show you off he wants to show his power and what he's made of and what he can do he wants to do that for you. He, he, he wants to, to answer your prayers because a lot of times he is blamed for not answering prayer when the truth of the matter is he answered the prayer, but you did, you failed to move. You failed to, you failed to hear what he was saying and not just hear it, but obey what he was saying. And, and so he wants you to make it. I want you to know that this is the season. You know, one of the things that I've been speaking to 
to the church is this is the year of manifestation and so we have to be in in the in the right position for it to manifest see it just can't be a cliche to you you it just can't be something you say when you feel like it but it actually has to be what you believe you have to know that this is your season and you know something the lord dropped down in me he said you know a lot of people think when it's your season that everything is going to go well hello somebody a lot of people think when it's your season you won't experience trouble because after all it's my season so everything should come easy to me but that's not what it is when it's your season that just means that your prayers are going to be answered now you you still have to walk by faith but you have the you have the the blessing from god the okay from god the authority from god that says you will win you will be successful this is the this is the prime time to to be uh what you have been called to be this is the prime time right now for all the prayers that you have prayed to be answered you you have to be you have to be able to move right now but you're not going to get what god has for you if you don't move this is your season this is your season you know just like there's a there's a peak season to pick certain uh 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 vegetables or fruits or whatever everything has a peak season i'm telling you this is your peak season this is the moment that god wants to show you off but will you allow him to show you off he wants to bless you but will you allow him to bless you mark 9 23 says uh if you can believe all things are possible to him that believes let me say that again this is mark 9 23 this isn't me talking this is the bible this is the word of god it says if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes notice it didn't put a restriction on anything it didn't say, uh, um, you, you know, it didn't say what you had to believe or what you had to believe for. It says, if you can believe, all things are possible. What is all things? Everything. Whether that be uh, healing for your body, whether that be deliverance, whether that be your, your home being changed. I, see, I want you to not just think about money when we talk about uh, all things being possible because, you know, I think we sell ourselves short a lot of times when we take just certain scriptures and we use them as what I call money scriptures. You know, this, this, this scripture is about money. It's about my bank account. No, he said all things so what in in whatever space that you are lacking god said if you can believe all things are possible everything that you prayed for if you can believe if you believe that thing i'll do it for you oh god because i am not a man that i should lie neither the son of man that that i should repent 
if I said it, it has to happen. But it's all dependent on you. What do you believe? Now, I hear a lot of people say, oh, I believe that I'm going to be a millionaire. I, I I believe that, you know, God is going to bless me with a house. And, and, and I believe that God is going to do this. And I believe that God is going to do that. Well, do you really? Do you really believe that God is going to do uh, 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 what he said he's going to do? Do you really believe that he hears your prayer? Because if you do then the thing that you prayed about you would move you you not only pray about that thing in faith but but you move in faith let me say that again not only did you pray that thing in faith if you believe it you prayed it in faith but you also move in faith james 2 17 says uh thus also faith by itself if it does not have works, is dead. So, so there's a lot of people who say they believe certain things, but do they put any action behind what they say they believe? I want you to think to yourself, all the prayers that you have prayed, everything that you have, that you have a uh, petition of God, And then I want you to think, how, how many of those prayers did you put action behind? For example, you prayed to God about a house. Well, you prayed to God about a house. You believe that God will bless you with a house. But did you put any action behind that? Did you, did you put in the application? Did you scout, scout out any houses? Have you been doing the things that that you can do in the natural to get a house? Have you hooked yourself up with a real estate agent? Have you kind of seen what what you can afford based on based on your um, your employment, your 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 income? And, and so I, I can hear somebody right now saying, I'm not worried about my income because God is going to supply it. OK, I hear what you're saying, but you still have to do your due diligence you know let, let's let's be honest now i'm not saying don't move in faith but you still have to do your due diligence so so they may say oh well you're only able to afford this amount of house so at least you know the the the, the total is or the goal is so then you can say well lord i want this so what i'm saying is ha have you have you done anything you know, what if he what if God doesn't uh, <laughs> what if God doesn't send somebody to your house to drop off the keys to your new house? How do you get the house? You know, some people can be so silly just believing that the only way God is going to bless them is keys dropping from the sky or somebody walking up to them and driving them to their new house and they don't owe anything or anything. You know, yes, God can move like that, but let's not put God in a box and say that's the only way he can move. So what I'm saying is you say you believe God for these things, but have you put any effort in uh, uh showing your faith have you showed god that you're really serious about this thing you know people talk about oh i want to be married okay well have you met anybody 
Have you been on any dates? Have you have you wrote down on a list exactly what you're looking for in a mate? You know, I get so I don't, oh God, I don't want to go there too much. But I, I hear so many times where people say, Oh, I'm waiting on my Boaz. Okay. You're waiting on your Boaz. Okay, I got that. But what do you what do you want your Boaz to have? What do you want him to look like? It's simple things we, you know, we, we get so spiritual and we forget, you know, I, I need to, I need to have an idea of what I want. Is it written down? You know, how tall do you want? You know, uh, it's, it's just certain things you need to know what you want. And so that's what, that's what it means. Faith without works is dead. You can pray for all these things, but are you doing any actions? Are you, are you doing anything to, to let God know you believe that he can do what you ask of him? You believe that he will do exactly what he said he would do in your life. You got to put faith in action. I want you to notice about the scripture that we read when we look at the paralyzed man, notice that he was paralyzed. And he did not allow that to be a hindrance as to why he couldn't get to Jesus. The Bible speaks that there were Pharisees and teachers and all these people coming from different villages and, and, and different places. Did you ever think about this? You do understand that the Bible said he was carried. And so we don't know how far he was carried, but he was carried. He had to come to Jesus and Jesus did not come to him. He did not allow the distance to get in the way of him going after his miracle. Oh, God. And, and, and go to even further in the passage, you'll see where it says that he was carried. And when they got there, there was no room in the house. They could not even get in the house because it was standing room only. And it was full. It was packed. And, and so he has done all of that. He's 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 done all of that in faith. And now he got to the place and he can't get in. What are your hindrances? What 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 are your hang ups? Because this paralyzed man, when we look at this in this passage, this paralyzed man did not allow anything to stop him from getting in the presence of God to getting in the presence of Jesus. Oh God, help me in here. Oh, we, we need to get to a point where we don't allow anything, no hang up to get in the way of us pursuing Jesus. And unfortunately, what I have seen, and I'll be real, I've done it in my life too. What I've done a lot of times and what I've seen <coughs> is we give up too easy. Because again, we have this mentality. Maybe it's deep in our psyche and we don't realize it, but we have this mentality. If God really wants it for me, then I should be able to get it easy. He didn't have it easy. He got right to the door. 
right behind the door was Jesus who he, who he had been pursuing. Right behind that door that he could not get into was his miracle. What are you allowing to be, what are you allowing to be a barrier between you and your miracle? You and your breakthrough, you and your healing. You got to go for it. You got to go for it. You can't expect God to always come to you. You got to come to him. Let me, oh, let me say that again, because I, I feel like it just clicked with somebody. You can't expect, you can't wait for God to come to you. You got to come to him. What does the Bible say in, in, uh, in uh, <coughs> excuse me, in Mark eleven twenty eight? 28, it says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You have to come to him. You should be you should be pursuing him, not him pursuing you. So are you pursuing God? Are you pursuing God? You got to go for it. This is your time to go for it. Now, let me give you this 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 other thought and then maybe I'll be done. I want to I want to I want to show this to you. I want I want to highlight this to you because I think it's very important, especially nowadays. And 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 I see people make this mistake many times. I want you to notice that this paralyzed man is being carried. By other men. We can say it is his friends, because I don't think people a stranger is just going to carry you to see anybody. But he is surrounded by people. He is being carried by people who want him to be healed just as bad as he wants to be healed. So, so this is what I want to get to you. You have to be careful who you surround yourself with. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You have to be careful about who you surround yourself with. Now, before you say, because I, I just heard it, before you say, um, I'm not around bad people, that may be true. You may not be around bad people. You know, we always talk about, my mother used to say, uh, uh, association brings about assimilation. In other words, you will be like those who you hang around. Um, and, and so you don't have to be around bad people, but you're not around prosperous people. And I hope you really get this. Let me, let me nail this down for you. The people that you hang around, they may not necessarily be bad. For example, you know, you may not be hanging around somebody who smokes all the time, who drinks all the time, who cusses all the time. You know, you might be around some some really nice people, but they are not in the place where you are or that you're trying to get to. You know, you they're not bad people, but they're not they're not benefiting you. 
They're not benefiting you. They're not, they're not helping you get to the next level because they're not pursuing anything. They're satisfied. Oh, God, help me in here. They're satisfied with where they are. But you, on the other hand, you want more. And so when you're a person who wants more, you have to be surrounded by people who are just as hungry as you are. So sometimes you got to let people go, not because they're bad, not because they're 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 um, affecting you in a negative way, but they're not benefiting you in any way because they're satisfied. They don't have the hunger like you have. They don't have the desire like you had. This man in this passage in this passage had people around him who were just as hungry to see him get victory as he was. And so therefore, now watch this. In verse, um, in verse 20, notice what Jesus said. Jesus said, or the scripture says, when Jesus saw their faith, not the man on the on the mat's faith, but when he saw their faith. In other words, everybody who was, that whole group that came with him, when he saw their faith, he said, friend, singular, your sins are forgiven. When he saw their faith, plural, he said, friend, singular, your sins are forgiven. See, this is why it's important to hang around the right people. Because it's 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 when you have the you you're oh God. The Bible says when two or three are gathered in my name, there, there am I in the midst. When two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst. That's um oh goodness. Uh that's Matthew chapter 18, 19 and 20. Again, truly I tell to you, if two or two of you uh, on earth agree about anything they ask for it will be done for them by my father in heaven for where two or three are gathered in my name there am i with them it, it takes a group sometimes so be sure that you hooked up with the right people I wish I could tell you more. I, I want to tell you more, but I don't want to bore you. But I'm going to stop it right there. Make sure you hook up with the right people. There's somebody right now who is who is on the verge of making a big decision. And you're wondering, is it the right decision? And, and, and you're saying, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like I need to do it. I feel like I should do it, but but I'm scared. It's uncomfortable. God is saying, go for it. And make sure when you go for it, make sure you got the right people around you. You got your support system around you. It doesn't mean they have to actually assist you in the in the process of whatever you're doing but make sure they believe like you believe and that they're, 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 you got your 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 people that will say do your thing go ahead and do it they will remind you of the word of god who says that he shall supply all your needs they will remind you of the god that you serve and you will be prosperous
they had to tear the roof off to get to Jesus. You might have to do the same. Are you willing? Pastor D.R.E. back here with you. Right now, we're going to get into some headlines. And uh, I, I hate to start it off like this, but I, I really feel like you need to be informed about some of these uh, headlines, some of these issues that's going on. And so that's why I give it to you. You know, we're, we're for positive, but we also want to be informational. OK, so according to the New York Post, there is a problem with metaverse. Uh, according to the, the uh, New York Post, a researcher was virtually gang raped uh, in the metaverse and has also uh, experienced hate speech among other things in this metaverse. Now, I'm not familiar with the metaverse too much. What I do know, the little I do know about the metaverse is that, you know, you have avatars and this is a virtual computer type deal. And so for those who deal more with the metaverse, um, the whole metaverse thing or platform, this should be disturbing. So apparently she's, you know, she's her avatar and she experiences a gang rape. Um, look, I, I don't I don't know. Some people just don't have anything else to do and some people just really need help. You know, I don't know if they thought this would be cute. You know, they just playing. And some people are really just sick. Um, but she experienced a gang rape in uh, Metaverse. And so the avatar has been touched improperly, as well as some other things. And uh, the researcher actually, which they didn't give her name, but she said that, you know, they it was shown that the, the avatars are passing around uh booze and everything else and so which with each improper touch you know her controller vibrated or whatever and so she had this moment where she was like i can't believe this is happening then she had this moment like this isn't real and then she said she was a little disoriented the bottom line is there are some people who just need help you know you shouldn't experience harassment on any level whether it be harassed whether it be on metaverse any social platform in real life you should not have to experience that and it just goes to show you that uh, some people you know you can't some people just need help you know they will find a way to just do what they want to do and that's unfortunate uh, speaking of people who don't have anything else to do, so also there was an incident in Paris. Is anybody familiar with the painting Mona Lisa? If you are, then listen to this. The painting of Mona Lisa was just a uh, pastry uh, not too long ago a few days ago uh, or defamed as they like to say with pastries with a pastry these a young gentleman who was dressed up as an elderly woman 
threw a pastry, <coughs> excuse me, threw a pastry at the painting and smeared it on the glass. Now, thank goodness it was covered. Of course, you know, paintings like that are covered by glass. You know, they're not really, really out in the open. But again, who, who has time to, you know, if you're dressed like an elderly woman, you really plan this thing out. You had nothing else to do uh, except make this scene. And so I, I just don't get it. I really don't get, you know, people are out for this shock value. They, they just have this real shock value thing that they're trying to do. And, uh, you know, what, what was the point? I guess what I, what was really the point of all that? You know, did you want publicity? If you wanted publicity, well, you got it. But are you are you ready to handle what's going to come behind that publicity? The consequences of your actions. Okay. Uh, also, now let's get to some important news. Um, and I'm glad to hear this. You know, for what it's worth, I'm glad to hear this. So in New York. They are upping the age of getting an assault rifle. Uh, it has now went from 18 to 21. Now, for those who who listen to me uh, often, you will know that I asked the question on my Facebook page: How is it that a person can uh, uh, a person can't smoke at 18? They can't drink at 18? but you're able to buy assault rifles at 18. And so it just made no sense to me. Well, in New York City, and I hope other states follow through as well as on the federal level, but in New York, you are, you now have to be 21. The, the bill is being passed. Uh, it hasn't passed yet, but it is being passed that you have to be 21 to uh, acquire an assault rifle, uh, which have been used in these mass shootings recently, and so we we I'm glad to see that. But it's you know it's a it's a victory, but you hate that it took um, so many tragedies, not just one, but so many tragedies, for somebody to wake up and say, you know, we might want to change this. And why do an 18-year-old need an assault rifle anyway? You know, is my question. It ain't like you hunting with it, you know. But anyway, they have begun to pass uh, that bill in New York. And, uh, of course, you know, Biden has been jumping on it. You know, everybody likes to jump on things after there is a tragedy. Uh, I only hope that they see this thing through and not just do like they do a lot of issues they talk real big while the the uh, tragedy is is fresh, um, but then it dies down later. Uh, case in point, when we look at George Floyd, you know that horrific um, murder that was captured. You know everybody was angry, and you had um, many big companies talking about diversity and the things that need to change and so on and so forth and we're behind you and everything else and some of those same companies ain't saying nothing now 
which is unfortunate. And I, I don't want to make this a black or white issue, but it is what it is. Some of those same people who said they won't support X, Y, and Z, and you know, this this is outrageous, and we're gonna do this and do that. And but a lot of those same companies have since just went on about their normal day. You know, so I'm just hoping that you know this tragedy will will keep everybody on track and it won't just be something they feel for a few weeks or a month or so but they'll actually follow through um, with what's what needs to be done I'll just put it like that with what needs to be done let me give you some good news before we get up out of here before we end these headlines so there was a couple weeks ago where I talked about um, a college a college in HBCU uh, Wiley College their graduating class had all their student debt wiped out by an anonymous donor well guess what people it has happened again yes it has happened again um, the graduating class at I think it's Bennett College yes Bennett College has had their student debt completely, completely wiped out by an anonymous donor. I, I wish I had a hand clap in here or something, but that is such great news, you know, and, and it means so much to me. I'm happy uh, because I want, this is what I want to see. This is what I hope would happen. I don't want somebody to just do something on a whim. You have one nice one nice thing and then everything goes cold but you know it happened at the hbcu at wiley college now bennett college has had the same thing happen to them and and so what i want is that trickle down effect you know where we start understanding and realizing you know if we can help these whether you're black or white i don't care what color you are but if you're a graduating student who happen to be in debt that you don't start your new life in old debt and I'm just, I'm elated to hear this news. So they will be graduating debt-free. Now go out there and be somebody. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Make good on that, okay? But that's your news for today. I'll see you in a minute, all right? All right. So let's talk. Family values. I, I want to key on. I want to key on to something today, and that is uh, discipline. Discipline. I want to ask a question: Are we doing our children a disservice by not disciplining them? Now, I ask that because many of us, uh, particularly in my time, and you know, before, you know, I'm an '80s baby, and and you know, the generation before me, many of us heard the saying. Uh, spare the rod, spoil the child, right? Spare the rod, spoil the child. And and so, you know, of course, that scripture is talking about uh, discipline. You know, when we hear that, that term, spare the rod, spoil the child, we automatically go to um, spanking our children. Now, I do believe in that, um, but there are some people that don't. But, but here's here's the main point of it though it says first of all let's let's see what the whole scripture says 
It's Proverbs 13 and 24 says, whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. I'm wondering if we are doing our children a disservice by not leading them or disciplining them, trying to correct the actions that are harmful to them um, because we don't want to quote unquote uh, spank them. Now, if you don't want to spank, that's fine. But are you taking the time to discipline them? Are you taking the time to give them corrective action? You know, maybe you don't do spankings, but you know, are you doing something? When when your children act up or when your child acts up, are you doing anything to tell them what they did is not right? And so we look at, you know, everybody's talking about how this generation is so uh, rude and and uh, they're so, um, you know, they're, they're just full of all this uh, hate and, and everything else. And they don't listen to nobody. They're rebellious. You know, we say all of these things. But what about the parents? What about the grandparents? Was there anybody in their life to correct that action when it first came out? Because please understand, you don't you don't just turn rebellious in one day. You don't start cussing out your mama and cussing out people in authority and doing all kind of things, you know, uh, uh, not valuing life. Uh, you don't have those kind of thoughts. You don't you don't have those kind of feelings all in one day. You know, so so. I asked the question, are we doing our children a disservice? You know, because many of us, particularly my generation, many of us, we got those stories of how, you know, we did something wrong and more. Man, my daddy wore me out or my mama wore me out or they punished me, they put me on punishment, all this other stuff. And we talk about it and we laugh about it now. And maybe it didn't feel good then, but we, we appreciate it. We, we appreciate it now because it helped correct those issues that we were having. It helped us correct how we talk to people. It trained us. As a matter of fact, the Bible talks about uh, in Proverbs 22 and 6, uh, train up a child in the way that they should go. So even when they are old, they won't depart. Are we training up our children? Are we, are we really giving them what they need to make it on this earth. Because I'm telling you, you know, as much as we complain about the youth, you know, did we give them any guidance? Any guidance? Did we sit there and talk to them? Did we speak against what they did? You know, <clears throat> there are many, there are many children and I see them, I'm talking about they're not, they're not far away from their parents. They're right with their parents. And their child is just acting crazy. And I've seen some cuss in front of their in front of their parents. And the parents think it's funny. They sit there and laugh. Or this the child is sitting there acting out and the parents are scared to say something. And then sometimes they say something, they say, "Oh, I'm going to get you later. Or, I'm going to I'm going to whoop you later." But then later never comes. You're speaking empty promises. And so therefore, we haven't really disciplined the child or our children like we need to. 
I just want to make you think today. Are you doing your child a disservice by not disciplining them or giving them corrective action? No matter what what side of spankings you're on, whether you're against it or you're for it, the, the main thing is we, we have to discipline our children. Because if we don't, if we don't, somebody will. The correctional officer will. You know, the person they're in jail with will. Somebody on the street will. You know, let's not set up our, ch- our children for failure. 13 and 24, Proverbs 13 and 24 again says, whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. The one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. So you're not saying anything. you letting them do what they want to do. You're not really showing love to your children or to your child. You actually hate your child because you know what? When you just think about it like this. When I allow my child to just do any and everything, I am basically saying, I don't care anything about your future. I don't care what you do. I don't care how you turn out because it's just not important to me. That's what you're saying. But if you really love your child, you will train your child. You will give advice to your child. You will give corrective action to your child to let them know this is not acceptable. It's not going to be acceptable here because it's not acceptable out there. It's not acceptable in this house because it's not going to be acceptable outside the house. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you better. We got to do a better job. As fathers, mothers, we got to do a better job. And for those who are doing a good job, we know the ones that are doing a good job. If if you're doing a good job, this isn't for you. But I just want to I just want to I just want to make other people think. You know, for the ones who are talking about why is my child so bad? Did you do your part? Your part as far as disciplining your child? As far as giving corrective action to your child. You know, you saying your child giving you hell, maybe it's because you didn't give them love or corrective action in the early stages before they became a teenager. But it's not too late. Grab your child and and let them know and explain to them why they need to stop doing what they're doing. Show them some love. All right? Just a little thought. All right. Talk to you in a minute. This is Pastor D.R.E. with you. And I want to take this time to give you a formal invitation to our new Facebook page, Day 41 Outreach. That is Day 41, the numbers 41 outreach. What you're going to find on this page is previous podcasts, as well as previous Bible studies that we have, uh, Sunday services sprinkled in there, and then we're going to be doing some other videos that you won't get on the podcast, interviews that you won't get on the podcast, uh, 
just strictly on day 41 outreach i want you to join me and take this journey with me it's going to be major and i can promise you this one thing you will be blessed pastor dre back here with you i just want to thank you for tuning in on today and uh, I, I just want to leave this with you. Y'all excuse me if I've been, you know, trying to cough a little bit or not trying to cough, but coughing a little bit today. I've been having some little throat ailment, but we made it through. The devil didn't get any victory here. But listen, I, I want to leave this thought with you. And um, I think I'm going I'm to use an old saying and it reigns true. And that is don't judge a book by its cover. All right? Don't judge a book by its cover. And what I mean by that, I'm going to twist it a little bit, is that there are many people that put on big smiles, but behind that cover they have, they're really hurting. Um, I got a picture from this artist and I, I, I keep it in my room, but it showed, <coughs> y'all excuse me, it showed a man who had on a smiley face as a mask, but as he went to remove the mask, tears were falling down his face. And when I got that picture originally, that's exactly how I felt. People saw me smiling, but they didn't see the pain. People heard me laughing, but they didn't hear me crying. You know, so be careful not to judge a book by its cover. And so now that I'm in a different place in life, I feel that it is my my duty and it is also my honor to help those who may be hurting because I was one of them. So I'm never one to just judge a book by its cover or, you know, just say, well, because that person is this way, you know, then, then, you know, that's, you know, that's what they deserve or, or, you know, they're that way because they just want to be that way. Never judge a book by its cover. There are many people that are hurting. And guess what? For those who are in the body of Christ, who have the strength to help others, who have the ability to help others, I want you to remember the times when you were broken and someone helped you. The times when you were hurting and somebody took the time to talk to you, to minister to you, to check on you, just to listen to you. Sometimes people find healing by just someone listening to them. I, I I will never, talking about me personally, I will never, I hope, well, I'm not even gonna say hope, I will never get so busy that I will ignore a cry for help because I've been there. I've been there. I got a story a mile long and I'm sure other people do too. So we have to make sure that we look out for our brothers and our sisters, you know, 
there are many, many people are hurting that just need someone to take time with them that will just be there with them. And guess what? And this is what I, I, I tell a lot of people, a lot of men in particular who are who have wives that are acting out or even wives who have husbands that are acting out, you know, just because they say there's nothing wrong. It doesn't mean that there's nothing wrong. You know, sometimes you have to go beyond what they're showing you and really get to the the root of the problem. You know, they may lash out at you because, you know, all they know is the hurt. And and they're so used to people, you know, uh, lashing out on them that you may have to take them coming at you crazy for a minute just so you can let them know, listen. I'm really here to help you. I'm not here to hurt you. I'm not here to hear your problems so I can talk about you. I'm here to help you. You know, sometimes you have to do that. Will you be that person that someone can call when they're hurting? Will you do what God has commanded all of us to do? And that is to love your neighbor as you love yourself, to love one another. Will, will you do like Christ did with you? Love you past your, your, your hangups and your hiccups. That doesn't mean I ignore everything you do, but I don't allow, just because you seem on the outside, you seem like a bad person. I don't, that, I don't allow that to stop me from checking on you and ministering to you and at least giving it a shot. You know, so never judge a book by its cover. Never judge a book by a book by its cover. You might be saving somebody's life. The fact that you took time out with that person, you might stop them from making a very bad decision in their life. Won't you be the vessel that Christ used to save a life on today? I'm going to end it like I'm going to start ending it every weekend. And that is with my confession. Y'all ready? I believe that God's word is true. It is the final authority in my life. Therefore, everything that God has said concerning me shall come to pass. If you said that, just say amen. All right. This is Pastor D.R.E. on the MIC. Thank you for joining us on today. I will see you next week. Be blessed.